All right, welcome in to another episode of the Greatest People You've Never Met podcast. Uh, joining me today is my dad, back again for his second appearance on the pod as he's restlessly moving his chair around trying to get situated for the conversation. Uh, I have fully decided that if you're going to stay with us, you have to help create some content when you're here. So any future visitors, uh, get ready for it. It was just Alexa. So it's all right. But uh, Dad, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're obviously uh, here to visit, but you're here for Barrett Jackson as well. Uh, second year going to Barrett Jackson. Uh, what did you think today? What was your any favorite cars? Anything cool? Oh, I always loved the Mopars. Uh, go way back on Mopars. So I was. Fun to see the uh, Superbirds and the Challengers and Chargers and yeah and uh, actually you know the kind of probably we spent more time this year looking at the newer vehicles the new ones that they had there and so that was kind of interesting to me as well just to be able to look at all the EVs and yeah. and different things that are there so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, surprised to see no big EV company there. Uh, just every major player in the game has their own now. Also, uh, takes you a full week's worth of work to charge up your uh, your what's the new Mustang EV? If, yeah, whatever if, it is, Ford EV yeah. Mustang. It was, that was really odd. I mean, if you plug it in at home on your one twenty plug in, like you plug in a lamp. It was what three miles, miles per of, hour per hour of charge. Yeah, so you can go three miles, and so yeah, that's like four days to get your three hundred. <laughs> yeah, because it said that it was a max capacity three hundred, and still a long time on the rapid charger on those two on the, their supercharger because it was a max of twenty eight uh, yeah. per hour. So that was that was surprising, but uh, there was some really cool stuff in there. Those. Like uh, motorhome almost looking deals um, that were like dually trucks just built up into a motorhome. Those were pretty incredible. I thought right when we walk in, I think that's a big thing. But yeah, I was surprised. I mean, you always see uh, Chevy and Ford and like you said, the big players. But I was really kind of surprised because of this big push to battery operated vehicles that Tesla Tesla wasn't there last year and it wasn't there this year. And I think we talked about it. They're the big player in or have been around the longest or whatever and probably got all the most of the kinks worked out and stuff. So I was kind of actually thinking that we'd be able to kind of snoop around in a Tesla, but uh, that wasn't the opportunity this time. So, yeah, I don't think they probably have to go to those things. I don't think they go to a lot of shows. They just. Elon's Elon, too, and they kind of market themselves. Uh, you don't really see Tesla commercials. I mean, nothing ever. I mean, they just, it's all word of mouth, and uh, people just thinking they're sweet, and people loving Elon, really. It's it's kind of crazy. Uh, we did see the new Ferrari EV. Um, I think, what was it, the Lamborghini, the Porsche. Porsche EV, which all, all is just so nuts to me, and... But I'm even, sure they're sweet and I'm sure they're fast, but it's just one of those things. You you buy one of those cars and the price point doesn't really change. So I think I'd rather just have one that runs on gasoline. Well, and actually they're probably more expensive, to be honest. But I don't know that for a fact. But we didn't even see we walked on we didn't walk the entire lot today. No. But we were there for about four hours and walked uh, and saw so many cars and and really neat stuff. But we didn't even see a Tesla or any of those kind of vehicles that are going to go over the block for sale, right. and which was kind of surprising to me as well. Because we saw, I, I just, I mean, we saw just about every make and model from <laughs> that's been made from 
probably the the twenties. We saw a motorcycle from an Indian. Nineteen thirteen. Yeah, I mean it's just so they spanned uh, many different genres and and different vehicles and everything else, but just didn't. I I mean there very easily could be one there. Uh, but just didn't see any. And I thought, you know, they've been around long enough that you'd see one that was, you know, decked out or something that somebody wanted to do. And the other thing was Bentleys and and really uh, Rolls Royce. And, and newer ones, too. I thought yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah that, I would agree, yeah. I yep. think you're probably onto something, though, I bet. As the EVs get more and more popular, there's more and more Teslas on the road. I know there's people out here that do different things to retrofit them. Um, you know, much like that all wood Jeep that we saw. We saw those guys last year, that company. Um, and they do different things to different. And like the guys that we saw at the end there that uh, put the new Jeep bodies on the Hellcat or the Demon engines, right? With the 40 yeah. inch tires. Yeah. They basically pull off the body and, and, Put it on a reinforced frame with the with the demon engine and and then a modified transmission and front you know just front axles and everything else so it can handle all the power obviously and right and boy I mean they were neat they surely were but uh, at two hundred and twenty thousand thousand dollars for a, for a Jeep um, I guess I'm not there yeah <laughs> no that's it's pretty crazy. Uh, but I would guess that in the near future, and maybe even next year at Barrett, we will see Teslas in some kind of fashion like that, where people are maybe taking some old bodies and putting them on to Teslas and reinforce them like that, which I think would be really cool. Or something. See, yeah, right. Get, I just think, get some custom builders. Or, yeah. I, I, and who knows if they will or won't, but it just it kind of would stand to reason, I would think. You yeah. Know? So no, I think I think it's probably next. Uh, did one car stick out? Like, oh, you thought that was the coolest one we saw? Uh, probably not one. I mean, last year, and I told you this. I we probably didn't talk about it on the podcast, but last year I was able to walk up to a Superbird right. for the first time in my entire life to be that close to a Superbird. And this year there was probably. Uh, probably close to a dozen Superbirds there, and there was a few of them that you could rock, walk right up to and touch, and obviously some that are behind the ropes that you couldn't get near. But right, um, so it, it, for me, being an old Mopar guy, um, that that's special to see that. And I saw a couple Cougar, Cougar, sorry, Cuda convertibles. Yep, uh, saw a Challenger. Uh, 1970 Challenger convertible, which they didn't make, right? But uh, it was it was very well done, and uh, the Ferraris and the Maserati. I mean, just you you name it, and they got it. And yeah. uh, probably more than anything to me was the uh, being able to just kind of step back and people watch a little bit too. And oh yeah. And watch people react and talk to people about different things and and maybe overhear them too, you know, like dad used to have one of these or you right. know, I, I I went to school with somebody that had one of these or you know, just so they're reminiscing and stuff. So it brings it brings a a, a big deal to a lot of people on a small scale. I mean, that's a big scale there, but I mean right. they you don't have to go there and you don't have to get a bidder's number and you don't have to do any of that stuff. We were able to go sit right. I mean, we were not far from the stage at all. I didn't think. No. And uh, didn't get a bidding number or any of that kind of stuff. But I mean, for the average person, they still, it's still something that they can afford to do and go spend four hours. I, I don't know what the tickets were. were they 20, 19 bucks a piece today. Yeah. So, I mean, and free parking. Right. And granted, you know, a beer is $12, $15 or whatever, and a bottle of pop is 6 8 bucks. So there's that. And food was probably expensive. We didn't eat there. But, you know, for the average family anymore to go to a sporting event or anything else, 
um, it would be far more expensive. And I think that for a lot of for a lot of people, it's a connection. They can understand a little bit more about past generations, whether it was grandpa or dad or maybe even great grandpa. Right. You know, so it's it's kind of a nice deal. I wish everybody could experience it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it is. I mean, it is cool. It's cool that it's just literally, you know, a mile and a half from the house too. It's no big to do for us to get over there. Um, and like you said, super cheap. I thought it was pretty cool. We used to watch Barrett Jackson auction a lot. Obviously, me growing up, but spending time with you, that's a memory. So I thought that was pretty cool that we got to actually just sit there and watch a little bit of the auction together. That was just because, you know, you watch it forever growing up on TV. And then it's like just one of those things. I think I think people think the Barrett Jackson auction, probably like a lot of things in life, is probably more they view it as a very unattainable thing and that you have to have so much money to even go to Barrett Jackson. And like I just said, it costs us $20 to get in the door. And there's a lot of stuff you can do and see. And, um, you know, I got taken for 80 bucks for some shoe cleaning products. So I hope that that was worth it. But otherwise it was, you know, it's a relatively cheap day. Uh, but it was, I mean, it's just cool. Like you said, the, I mean, it's fun to see the stuff. I thought the 1936 Bugatti was pretty sweet. Uh, that's gotta be one of the first ones. Uh, that when that was just cool. And then that, 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 uh, Dodge Fargo, I've never seen one in person. I've just seen pictures of those and yeah. I don't know that they made them for long, but it's a massive fucking truck. It looks like a fire truck. Yeah, it really does. I mean, it's got that, that flat nose front end and stuff and kind of, and it probably was made for, uh, for like up in the mountains and stuff like that. It just looks like it would be, it was meant for moving some stuff. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't meant for a farm. No. Or what we would call agricultural farming, but you know, up in, up in the mountains, uh, timber country or something like that. That's just, you know, the feel you get, but, and, and they, they had, um, a, Porsche tractor. Yeah. No they way. had an old John Deere 50 uh, row crop, um, which was kind of neat to see cross the block. We actually got to watch that cross the block. And, yeah. Um, Wasn't one had, of those tractors a Lamborghini? Uh, yeah. And a Lamborghini tractor, which, you know, like, they were 50s, those tractors. But, you know, obviously they started making those uh, during the war because of the war effort, you know. Right. Car companies weren't really manufacturing cars because they were trying to defend their country over in Europe. So all the guys were there. So they were just trying to manufacture whatever they, what was needed yep. at the time. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was kind of a, a mixed bag of stuff. And I mean, you could see, uh, uh, we saw probably a half dozen of the um, smoking and the bandit. Trans Ams. Trans Ams. And, yeah, there was a lot of the black and gold Trans Ams. And there were some of the white and, and blue ones and stuff like that. But, I mean, there was just, it would be such a random deal next to each other. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't like all the Mopars were together, all the Fords were together, all the Chevys were together, whatever. Uh, it was just, it could be that 36 Bugatti. And, and then it they were more classic cars those were so that's probably yeah. a bad example but we'd say uh you know a super bird and then next to it is a, a, a 21 window or 22 window volkswagen bug right uh not bug but uh, the van van but uh yeah so i mean it it was very interesting i i i had a great time um certainly shot afterward we put on a lot of steps walking around but that's why yeah. you go so absolutely also random i kind of wishing we would have asked but the lady in front of us just scrolling the fairmont sentinel online in the in the auction house i thought that was i she had some other article up she's reading about wilmer and then all of a sudden it just pops up and i looked away and i just saw the fairmont sentinel and i don't know if you noticed but she was like zooming in on everything on her phone and that's how i how I even saw like Wilmer, like the lady was making the words so big on her phone, it just caught my eye. I think she probably had a hard time seeing. Well, I'm sure I, she was a little like bit older. Pictures 
of her grandkids or something. Yeah. And she was blowing them up yeah. with her fingers too. And but so it just was that I could see, and and I was four seats away from her. So yeah. it was yeah. just funny, but small world, I guess. Just just crazy to see, but no, it was a good time and always fun. I, I'm excited to see how different it is next year because it's changed a little bit. Um, each year, I think, like, well, this is obviously just the second year that we've gone together, but um, I next think year it will be a whole different story, though, because you know, you got to think about it. Um, we're just a hair over 55 weeks away from a pretty big day for you, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> you think about that, and in uh, a year from now, probably won't be here for the Barrett Jackson be- because coming down for at least a week yeah within a couple weeks right yeah of that so um so that i mean that's pretty exciting too so um yeah so obviously talking about ton nine's wedding so yep that's uh that's then uh you excited to have a daughter-in-law i am and she, and you get you've got a really good girl there i think um she is sweet she's nice um She's got a great sense of humor. Um, All right, we can cut this out. Just kidding. Keep going. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. So, yeah, I think it's going to be. Well, I told her when she came in the door after I'd gotten here that, oh, there's my favorite new future daughter-in-law. Yeah. Like there's many to be chosen from. but Right. But it's kind of a deal in our family uh, with, with Beth Ann. You know, she's my favorite sister-in-law. Right. And uh, so we always kind of tease back and forth that way. Yeah. Like I was always grandma's favorite grandson. Yeah. And still I am. Yeah. Still yeah. am. Only yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Not favorite grandchild with a B as the first initial. <laughs> though, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Bergen takes the cake on that one. So that's tough. Uh, is it weird to think about your only kid getting married or what are you feeling? What do you, what's going through I your mind? I think it's great. Here? No, I'm happy for you. Um, I'm excited for you. I think it's a fantastic deal. Um, it'll be it'll come up so fast because you sit and reflect about different things, you know, as you have time. And I'm on the road enough that I get a lot of time to sit and reflect about things. And it's amazing how fast time flies. It and, is, and it'll be here before you know it, and it'll be past that, and it'll be on to the next joint adventure for you so that's fantastic so yeah it's pretty crazy to think about it's coming up coming up quick coming up quick um yeah those it is uh no we're excited obviously so um yeah yeah. it should be fun i mean we were talking a little bit about uh the uh maybe some of the refreshments that are going to be needed for the no i think that's a good thing to bring up on the pod uh they gave us a list so we're having a small wedding we plan we res we reserve for 125 people and um honest you know i feel like i'm extremely connected with a ton of people just through sports and coaching right and just being who i was back home and i know that a lot of people think the world of me and i know that took a lot of people to get me to where i'm at so it's really hard to trim that list down but when katie and chad got married during covid and they could only have 50 people because i was like the max gathering at the time sure and it was in their backyard everybody that was there was like this is the most fun we've ever had at a wedding because it was like we were all hanging out you know, and it was just like so intimate and small. And, uh, you know, Brandon and Denver had a big one. I always kind of thought, you know, like, oh, yeah, everybody really that I ever met had been there. And it's been hard to kind of, you know, leave some people off the list. And sorry about it, but it's just part of life. And um, but no, it's it. they gave us a list of how much beer surprise open bar. Um, so they gave us a list of how much beer and booze we should get and probably a little wine, wine whatever yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. 125 people <laughs> but they don't account that a majority of these 125 people are coming from martin county minnesota or from the area and it said to get 60 to 90 beers <laughs> for 125 people. people 
And I was like, no way. That'll be gone <laughs> in the first five minutes. Well, I'll just say what when we went to the watch the Vikings game at the bar, it was Tawny and you and Ty and I. And, and Pete. My buddy Pete, our buddy Pete came, but yep, yep. yep, absolutely. But but just the three of us, you, Ty, and I, were drinking the buckets of beer yep. because Pete was drinking Trulies or whatever. He's a high noon guy. High noon, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, and we went through forty some cans of beer in an afternoon watching well, a game in three and a half. hours. Yeah, in we watched hours. the end of the Steelers game and then we watched <laughs> right. the Vikings. So game. maybe three and a half. Yeah, and and none of us walked away hammered by any stretch. No, uh, and Ton did drive. So anybody that's listening, you know, no, Tawny, it's a good. I am I am marrying the ultimate designated driver. She yeah, she did drive. Has so. maybe a drink ever when we go out, and then she just hangs out. You so. know, I don't think I think she just drank pop that night, but that afternoon. But it doesn't matter. But anyway, my point being, if we went through half of your designated alcohol. Just the three of right, us, right? Right. That the um, yeah. And I'm not a I'm not a big drinker. I mean, I kept up somewhat. You know, I drank my share, but I mean, it's not like uh, it's, it's not. It's going to go through a lot more. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Now I shared some stories with Ton. Uh, also, you've had um, just. I mean, you've obviously met all my friends, but you've uh, had a group of my friends on the boat. In the summer, you've seen how, times, how yeah. many times that, you know, how many beers are flowing then. I mean, any time now, especially, obviously, it's our wedding, so it's going to be a celebration. But now it's almost like any time we get together, because we're all so spread out across the country, it's it's a celebration. Um, I brought up Brandon's bachelor party tour, which I know it was a bachelor party, but we rented a pontoon for six hours, and we brought 250 cans of beer and I told Denver's dad, I don't think we have enough beer. And John looked at me like I'm crazy. And he talked about it in his wedding speech. And he laughed about it. And there was not a single beer that came off the boat. I'm not condoning drinking uh, beer. Unopened beer. Correct. They were all, yeah, we filled up a bunch of five-gallon bags or 50-gallon bags of cans. Uh, I'm not condoning drinking, but it's a talent that uh, people from our area Hold near and dear to their heart. It, and, it's uh, not even that. It's just kind of the way of growing up, and it's just part of life. Because I, I've lived out in Pennsylvania, and I spent a bunch of time down in Dallas area, and and obviously Florida area, and different parts of the country, and I travel all over the country too. But it's it's funny because there's a lot of people who go, oh, we. Went out and got a hammer. We drank a case of beer. There was eight of us. Yeah. I remember, and this isn't bragging, but I remember running around with Tony Holland, and we got a keg of beer for the two of us for the weekend. Yeah. I don't drink keg beer, but, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to throw myself under the bus, but Ty will tell you some stories of some pool days we've had since we've lived out here. Well, I, yeah. I mean, you even, saw one. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave it there. I know. I'll leave it there. Um uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a great talent to have to be able to put down some alcohol every once in a while. I don't know. It's an expensive. And, it's an expensive one, if anything. Yeah. Well, it's not like I wouldn't say like we're just sitting here at nine a.m. on a Monday just cracking beers. So, no. uh, yeah. Uh, so you came. You didn't. We obviously didn't do a pod then, but you came out to uh, to a game this fall at Willow. Yep, came um, out for your birthday and my birthday, and to go to a game. Yep. Uh, what did you What did you think about the school, the team, the atmosphere? Just a little bit different than some Jags games you'd been to, or Cardinals games. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, or Seals games from when I played back in Seals Grove. Um, yeah, it's like uh, it's interesting because it's got a college and maybe i'm wrong but to me it seems like it's got a, a college vibe to it uh the field and and all of that is pretty close to a professional level i mean i've been down on the field at the bank and some of you most of you probably know where the bank is at you know for the gophers and it rivals that field i mean it doesn't feel 
that you know and being down on the field there that turf is very similar to the bank you know and it's just it's just amazing to me that on a high school level that you can have 20 some 25 whatever it is coaches yeah for just the varsity high school team and that's more than you had players for the jags yeah um and i i don't know that there's a high school football team anywhere in minnesota metro area included st paul uh Minneapolis area included that has 25 coaches. There may be, but it's just, it yeah, I'm seems sure I, to me. I'm sure in the Metro, I know in the Metro area, I mean, it's just where, wherever people invest in sports, uh, it's been a lot of fun to be a part of for sure. Uh, especially now like this year, like uh, I hired a quarterback's coach and we're hiring a, a wide receivers coach and we moved a guy to O-line and um, it's just uh you just now I'm just the offensive coordinator. So now it's like really like back to being just the head coach of the offense. And it's different. Um, it's, a, I'm extremely lucky to have landed the place I landed and it's a sweet, sweet gig. And obviously we already started. I came back after, well, you had gotten into town not too long after I'd gotten home from football on Friday. And, um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's, uh, it's quite different to the high school level that I'm used to, for sure. Absolutely. And and just in the stands and stuff, I mean, it's just, it felt like a college atmosphere to me. I mean, I get that it's not completely surrounded with stands and stuff like that, but, uh, and it's not even close to being the biggest school down here. No. God, no. And so I can only imagine what, 6A, you know. uh, Chandler yeah. versus Hamilton. That's crazy. Yeah. I went, that game was on ESPN. The first year I lived here, I went to that. And it's insane. It's, it's insane. Yeah. It's, I mean, the first game this year when we were down in Tucson, I didn't realize the bands never stopped playing like at all. And I'm like trying to call plays and I'm like, is a band going to stop playing ever? And they don't, they don't get tired. There's never a moment of sight, like, quietness like nothing so um yeah it's just it's it's fun uh, it's i mean yeah we got a little production for running out the tunnel they set off the smoke and all i mean it's it's pretty cool uh kids are lucky we're lucky so it was cool to have you down just wanted to see what you thought of it and it was extremely fun uh we were uh, Ty went to that game. I think he probably went to a lot of home games here too. And yeah, I think he came probably half the games this year, five or six, I suppose. And so, and obviously, Tony drove us, and and then another gal met us there. Oh, too. Laura, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, um, but we kind of sat back a little bit and kind of giggled because in the stands, the the parents weren't. Entirely different than what they are there. No, the They're parents just are the parents more everywhere. Yeah, and and uh, yeah. So, and we were talking about uh, you know how parents act at at sporting events, and I honestly think you know kind of came you know I'm sure I heard it somewhere or whatever, but you know some of these parents they get so out of control that I think uh, you know maybe they should be out there roughing. And not allowed to come back until they ref three games or whatever. And so they get an idea of what it's like to to make a mistake, yeah. you know, and to not not sure what's going on a little bit sometimes because you can't you can't have those two eyes on every single player or whatever right. at the same time. It just it's impossibility, and so there's six, seven referees and 22 players out on the field, I mean, something's going to get missed and uh, or not viewed correctly. But uh, And it's just like there's always that set of parents that think that they can do better, and maybe that's a way to show them that it's not as easy as it looks. Yeah, I always joke because now it's clinic season, so we'll start going to different clinics around the country. Um but uh, 
I always tell people and like, yeah, I think I'm going to start a, a dad's teach clinic where they come in and all the plays and all the things that they think we should run that would be better. Here's a whiteboard. Here's a group of coaches. Teach us. And that's a good idea. <laughs> I always joke about it, everybody laughs because it's not just dads. Let's no, no, hundred percent. There's some moms as well, but uh, I, I went to Carly's hockey game and that was just, yeah, that was an eye opener. And, and Carly Gustafson, for those that don't know, I was able to go to Carly's hockey game a couple weeks ago or three weeks ago, whatever it was. And that was a lot of fun because it's been, it's been a while. It's been since Bergen played that I've gone to a, a girls' hockey game, and that's oh gosh, that's probably been yeah. Because I think she stopped playing hockey after her freshman year, maybe. Yeah, I don't even know if she played her freshman year. It might have been seventh, eighth, eighth grade. grade. Yeah, and so and Carly plays a fifteen U. So, uh, but it was it was wild to hear some of these uh, fan slash parents uh, telling the kids what to do. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's the same everywhere for every sport. Um, on the Christmas episode of Back to Even, Jeff and I talked about our favorite Christmas gifts ever. Um, and mine was uh, <laughs> I can only imagine what this is gonna be. No, mine was mine was the PS2 that you got me, and how you got it for me because I didn't have a PlayStation Two, and so it was like you had me open up a game. And it was like, oh, I can't play that game. And then you had me open up like a controller. And I was like, well, this controller isn't going to work for my PS1, Dad. I and played dumb like I yeah, didn't know. Like, oh, which oh, I didn't know much, were, to be fair. But then you had me open the last, obviously, and there was a PS2 and super excited. But it just got me thinking, like, what was your favorite Christmas gift ever as a kid? Now that you're pushing 60 to think about it. I would probably say um, I'd probably say a bicycle. Um, I mean, we were we we always got really nice gifts from grandparents and uh, parents. Um, treated very very well growing up. Uh, yeah, a lot better than probably some others because uh, you know there just wasn't. For a lot of people, there wasn't the money to do a lot of things on Christmas, unfortunately. Um, but for us, it was it was uh, the biggest thing for me was to be around family uh, and that much family and uh, you know all my cousins and stuff like that because we would have Christmas at, uh, at my grandpa, my mom and dad, or my dad's parents. And and so my dad had four siblings, and so uh, when we were little, everybody was still around Fairmont. So, um, so we'd have all the cousins, and I was the oldest. So, uh, and then on my mom's side, she had two siblings, but uh, Butch passed away in '68 in a car accident, and but. Cherie was there, so my cousin, and she's uh, four months older than I am, I think, um, maybe a little over that. But uh, and then and then Wanda had the um, Marisa first, and then the twins, and then and then Bud after that. So we we always had, and the nice thing was there was a, a big age difference. So. Um, between myself and the and the very youngest cousin, so, in fact, on on dad's side, uh, my his youngest sister is probably only twelve, thirteen years older than I am. So I was, you know, uh, there was a lot of a big span of of the grandkids, I should say. So yeah, no, I get that. That's how I kind of felt with the Hartwig side, where like Trisha and Chris and Peter aren't really that much older than I am, and then. The next, obviously, outside of my sisters, uh, I think Macy's 10, 11 years younger than I am. So, yeah, I mean, I it, that's kind of how I felt always doing well, and that Bergen's stuff. Bergen's 10 years younger, and right. Solvay's, what, uh, another four after that, or right. three and a half, or whatever, after that. So. so, yeah, I don't have any cousins that I'm, like, you know, close with. Like, 
Trisha and, and Chris are like the closest thing, and they're they're not even my cousins, right? So, um, no, but, but they've been as close to you as cousins would have been. Oh, for sure. That's what I'm saying. But like, it's just because of that weird age yeah. gap where I was almost just like right too young for them, but you know, too old for everybody else. So, right. Um, favorite place in Phoenix to eat when you come. I. I'm sure you're going to think oregano's, which it would be probably right up there. But um, we ate at Trevor's tonight, and that's always been really good every time we've eaten there. But we ate at uh, uh, Portillo's. No, um, the Portillo's. Yeah, and that was that's always good. Yeah, and it's it's probably not anything fancy, but it's good. Um, but oregano's is, you know, it's a fun place to go. It's, you know, everybody seems to like it. Everybody can find something to eat yeah. that they like there. And uh, uh, and it's Italian food, which I absolutely love. So, I mean, you can get anything you want. Probably you can get a chicken strips or a steak if you wanted to. But Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. Um, but they're, I mean, probably most famous for... Pizza or, or yeah, I've never had the pizza there. The pizza is supposed to be pretty good, but I've never had it there. I had the spaghetti this time, and that was really good. But usually, I get the meatball sandwich. Yeah, that's but all. But it I was just get. so it's so big. Yeah, you can't even finish it. But. That's all I ever get in there is the meatballs or the meatball sandwich. Um, honest Jake's pizza reaction. People, people listen to this pod in Fairmont, and I feel like the black sheep of Fairmont because I'm. The only person who doesn't love Jake's Pizza. You know, I've eaten Jake's Pizza for, I don't know, close to 55 years. years. Thanks a lot. <laughs> 50 years or whatever. And there was probably, you know, there's been 10 years or whatever in there that I was gone. But, uh, and it's all right. I, I, I'm i not going to put it down. And I know my cousin Steve, I, He'll, he'd drive 1,200 miles to have a Jake's Pizza. Which is so crazy. Yeah. And to me, it's like, no. I mean, honestly, and I don't know how you feel. I don't know about anybody else. But I, I would eat a Casey's Pizza probably before I'd have a Jake's. But I, I shouldn't say that. But, I mean, it's almost true. No, uh, it is true. Um, and I would, and I have said that. Uh, I went through... On the early, the first time I ever had Tyler on, it was when I was still at the studio, obviously, the first studio even. Uh, and I think I came up with 20 other places in Fairmont I would rather have pizza before Jake's. My favorite always was, and, and unfortunately, Fairmont's never supported it, probably as as a fast food pizza kind of deal. And I don't know if Jake's is, falls in that line or not, but... But it would be Pizza Hut. Yeah, that was always good. Um, and then growing up, we all, I, mom always liked uh, Godfather's, yeah. and we I did too, and we ate at Godfather's probably twice a month, you know, um, on Sundays or whatever. It was just kind of a family deal, and it, it was we the just, OG Pizza Buffet too. Yeah, that was the first yeah. Pizza Buffet I ever yeah, remember. That's right. That's right. Um, and no chicken or anything like that. No, they just a pizza. Salad bar and, and pizza bar, and uh, but I mean it was always always good. And uh, um, lady that was that ran that or owned it maybe even too. She was from Ceylon, so nice people. Yeah. Um, when Jeff said you were, saw or remembered you were coming to town, he said uh, say hey to Chip and then ask him if he knows Greg from the class of '72. That's a smart ass answer. <laughs> yeah, it is. I just had to throw it out there. And I knew. I, 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 there was something in the back of my mind that that's what that was going to come up today or something. I don't know why, but well, I don't even know if I've shared it. But you definitely thought Jeff Heinrich was a lot older than he is, which is hilarious because he is old. He is. I did call I, him I and his he, friends. I thought he was older, and then whoever I don't even remember who it was. I thought was actually younger than what they are too. Justin? No. Oh. That I asked him if he knew. Oh. Yeah, it just was funny. So that's just always kind of been a running joke. 
So like the Walmart deal. With Bart and I and yeah. you at the Walmart? Yeah, that's good. That's a good one too. We should go to a Walmart out here, see how many people are there. But there's a lot. Uh, I actually sent Bart a snap not that long ago. I was going, I was going by that Walmart. In the cities? Yeah. Right there on thirty five. South of the city, yeah. Yeah. I think I sent it to him. I have a plan on it, but like, oh my gosh, look how busy this Walmart is. And there was probably like 10 cars in the parking lot. Yeah, that was uh, hilarious. We were going to the Gophers Iowa game. Barton Peschke were with. And I mean, well, I'm I just going to tell, I'm going to just tell a story you about shit your pants because the Walmart was packed at yeah, whatever well, time in the morning. That over, you're way over. I could, I could phone a friend. Bart Clayton will listen to this and he'll be right here at the 40 minute mark. Just laughing, and he'll be like, "Yep, hundred percent." But I was like, "Well, we're in the metro, so yeah, Walmart's probably busy on a Saturday morning." Just like when you're like, "How dumb are these drivers?" And I told you, take every dumb driver in Fairmont or Spirit Lake, and then we're in the third largest metro in America. And, and, and you know what? To be fair on the on the dumb driver comment, it was not necessarily just Phoenix. I. Now, you whole, said the whole West Coast, which is fair. This this whole trip out here, and I drove out. For people that don't know, I drove out, and I, I took a northern route and came down through Utah and, and Nevada and, and stuff. And and I, I tell you, I, I, on I, the Oregon Trail. I could not believe the people that would drive in the left lane and driving slow and would not move over so I could pass. Not that I was going that fast. It was just like right. they're going either right under the speed limit or the speed limit. And it's like people get over. Yeah. Uh, Pinal County, which Arizona, really cool setup. And outside of the Phoenix Metro where it's set up on a grid. You know, like Minnesota has 187 counties. Arizona only has 15. And they're like perfectly like somebody just figured like states almost like a perfect square. And they're like, here, give me a ruler. And they just made lines, and it's it's perfect. But Pinal is just south of here. So Maricopa, then Pinal, then Pima. Pima is Tucson. So Pinal is okay. like Florence, Casa Grande area. They have one of their sheriffs has a YouTube page, and he pulls people over all fucking day long for riding in the left lane on the 10. Because uh, once you get north of Casa Grande, the 10 is technically on Resland. So you'll see, you rarely see state troopers like in the medians or anything really until you get back to Chandler is they don't, but if you see like a, you know, a, a, a tribal police officer, then people, I mean, I don't know what the different laws are, but people get pretty tight up in there, you know, but, but it's the only spot where it's two lanes. So it goes from four when you're leaving Phoenix to two, and then you get to Casa Grande and then it's three, but yeah, it's this Sheriff Joe or something. He, uh. Pinal County on YouTube, he just pulls people over all day long for driving in the left lane. And if he sees them in the left lane and three cars pass him, lights come on. So, Well, it's good because, I mean, not that everybody else needs to go that fast. And, and I get all that, too. But the thing is, when you have semis that are going in probably two, say, say it's a four lane, but you have semis passing each other and two of those four lanes or even three of them. And then you have somebody on the farthest left lane. Right. Uh, that's going slower than them. Right. It's just, it's very uh, frustrating. And, and I think people tend to do dumb things because they're so, they get so hyped up over that person that they take risks and it gets to be very dangerous too. And I think a lot of people out here just get so scared. That they just get to the left lane and then just hover there until they got to get off. Or the far right lane here in Phoenix. I mean, on the 101, if you get in that, that just get onto to the 101 and you're nervous, you're, I, I would imagine that you have a tendency just to stay where you're at because you're on, let's just go. Yeah. Until we get to our exit and then we'll just get off. And which is probably fair for a lot of people that don't normally drive in this much traffic they're from the north somewhere we'll say and then and then they come down here for the winter and then they're you know want to go to a shopping mall or whatever and 
So they're driving in that right lane, and it's just so irritating. It's crazy because the speed limit is 65, and literally if you're not going, I mean, I don't think anybody goes less than 80. Probably not, but some of those, I mean, I got stuck in that right lane for a while uh, the other day, and you were in the back, and they're going 50. Right. And everybody passing you, to your point, is going 80, and you can't get over because you're yeah. going 50. You get so screwed. I mean, especially like rush hour if I'm going to the school or something. It's crazy. But not to bore everybody with metro traffic yeah. talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last thing I have here, thanks for doing this for me. This is... Uh, this is the new. If you stay with the Semps, you have to you have to pay your rent for the week by creating some content. Uh, early in the year, what are you most excited for in twenty twenty four? I think just to be happy. I I, I just uh, got kind of a different mindset this year, and just of trying to let things go, and uh, and not just you know if kind of figured out that a lot of times when you hold stuff in it only hurts one person it hurts you because the other people just do not give a damn yeah that's fair and so trying to let stuff go yeah hell yeah i can get with that dad um that'd be my biggest advice for people too i think you know yeah, I think on this pod and a lot of other pods, we preach, uh, well, not a lot of, I'm, I'm on one other pod, uh, but we preach a lot about just doing what you think is best for you and not really caring about everybody else because you got to live with you every day. And uh, I think that that goes to show in a lot of people, um, successful or otherwise, they're usually happy when they just do what makes them happy because you got to live with you, right? So you can't worry about everybody else. So, So what's yours? For 2024. What am I most looking forward to in 2024? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're not getting married till 25, so that's off the list. Um, you know, we did a New Year's pod. Uh, if you don't listen, let's check out Back to Even. Um, but uh, I think, obviously, really excited for some big opportunities that are in front of me um, in football and in otherwise. Um Especially in football, I think I'm in a really good spot, obviously. Um have an application out for something that I hope that turns out and could be truly life-changing experience. Um, but uh, I think just uh, I'm happy to, I think, you know, last year I didn't have coaching job. And I on Friday I actually was talking to my sales manager and he said, he kind of, we talked for probably 20 minutes and like James a lot and he's pretty down to earth and he said you know really in the last eight months something has really changed in you and I don't know if it's you're just more comfortable with what you're selling or you're really starting to but he's you know he's like you're really starting to take off here and it's really been cool to see and I've been fortunate to win a lot of new business and and big accounts and um he's like you know this weekend he said you know when you're hanging out with your dad, hopefully you're having a beer on a Friday night, but he's like, what do you think that is? And I said, I can tell you right now, or he challenged me to figure out what that was. And I said, it's because I'm back coaching and it's the thing that makes me personally happy to do. And it gives me, I think it's kind of, everybody has a purpose in life. And I feel like I know that that's mine and wherever that takes me and leads me. And if I'm only ever just, you know, a high school coach, that's great. That's fine. Cause I'm happy, but it always, gives me some perspective and and uh some ambition to go for more and better things and um you know just to to chase something i think a lot of people just get caught up in a grind so um i'm excited for that uh for sure and and just things to come for ton and i i think we've worked hard to put ourselves into situations to to take advantage of those things and and you know if they don't work out they don't work out but i think just keep creating opportunities is the biggest thing not just for 2024 but forever uh but i definitely kind of lost sight of it without without having football for a couple years for the first time in 20 some years in my life where there was no football in the fall so to have that back i just feel like i'm a more clear-headed and focused and driven person and so that would be it for sure. Just take advantage and, and make more opportunities. That's good. Yeah. 
I thought maybe you're going to say something about Taylor Swift and the Swifties or whatever. I know that's a big deal for you. Uh, not a big thing. Not a thing <laughs> at all, actually. So, no. Uh, don't have anything no to say about news. this. No new news. No. Uh, I'd love for Jeff and I to overtake the Kelseys on a sports number one sports podcast in the world. That would be that'd the be, most incredible be, thing yeah, of all that time. That would be incredible. And not that you can't, either one of you can't do that. It's just, uh, I think that they put on um, a very entertaining. Yeah. And they also have a huge following. Yeah. Prior no, to starting the podcast. You're right. Absolutely. I mean, we they are can, hundreds of podcasts ahead of them. And we. We got to get a platform. We got to get in front of some people to start making oh, some leaps. Yeah, but I mean, that's not why you do it either. No. It's, it's just it's to have fun and do those kinds of things. And absolutely. And uh, I, but I just find that their their podcast is very entertaining as well as 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 both of yours, and uh, it's fun to listen to. Um, yeah, they're good. They're fun. I like those and busting with the boys. If I'm plugging other people's, those two and uh, really Theo Vaughn's this past week, and those are the the three that I listen to every once in a while. I watch like the Nelk Boys just because they're they built their brand up off YouTube and they got big. But there's uh there's a lot out there. I mean, there's podcasts and everything. I think everybody's probably seen that Geico commercial. Where the guy's like, I'm listening to a podcast about if dogs know their dogs. And the guy's like, there's a podcast about that? <laughs> but, you know, the, it just goes to show you that, uh, in all honesty, there's uh, endless opportunities out there. And we talk about it a lot, you and I do, about there's so much out there for for a person to do that that if you're not doing what you truly enjoy or whatever... Um, then it's almost shame on you. I mean, you can make as much money as you want to make. You can do the things you want to do. And it's not always about money. And I know that that's very important. I do get that. But it's not always about money. It's about enjoying what you do. So, And I think you guys enjoy doing podcasts. I think Absolutely. it's a way to get what you're thinking about out there and uh, and discuss it. And, and for you and Jeff, I think it's a lot of bouncing back and forth and humor and and stuff like that and, and just feeding off each other. Yeah. Which it takes to be probably successful in doing what you're doing, you know, because eventually maybe somebody will listen to it that has huge connections you know, because I, I think everybody starts off, well, if you start off being a Kelsey and you're both professional football players right. and you're both very dynamic people individually and, and all those things that they have with that. Right. I, obviously, you've got a head start. Right. I mean, you're just, you're not jumping off the same platform. But, uh, but there's a lot of other ones that, you know, probably Joe Rogan wasn't anything... To start with. Yeah, I mean, I think he's just, he was the first one really in the space. I mean, to be honest, and he was the stand-up comedian, so he knew a lot of people. And he's okay. also done, that's the thing where it's like, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, you, well, you know, they don't say, why aren't you guys at Joe Rogan level? But that's just the standard comparison in the podcast space. He's Probably. also done 1,200 episodes. No, so right. he's got this, but that's why I just tell everybody, like, he has a 1,100 episode head start on me. And I think if you were to have the opportunity to talk to Joe Rogan and say, you know, what do you think? Oh, I'll tell you what, I probably fell on my face 15 times. Right. Doing other things, right? Until right. I found this podcast thing. Right. And I could air my feelings and not be regulated by such and such network. Yeah. And I could curse if I wanted to, and I could give my opinion, Absolutely. right, wrong, or indifferent. And so, and you're right, he was probably one of the pioneers yeah. off on it. But I would imagine, I've never met the man, but I would imagine he'd say, hey, I failed. Right. A couple times or two, three. I don't think anybody that's ever been truly successful has not prior 
previously failed in something. Right. Uh, Joe Rogan almost has a 2,000 episode head start, actually. Uh, so this is going to be episode 93, which is pretty cool. think that we're coming up on 100 episodes of GPYNM, and not all of them are full. You know, it's pushing an hour conversation. Uh, but Joe Rogan just reached, uh, just put out on Saturday morning episode 2089. But he also does one almost daily, um, which is, I mean, when hell, when it's your gig, it's your gig. Um, he, he didn't he sign some major contract? Yeah, he signed a hundred million dollar deal with yeah. Spotify, so it's only on Spotify. So, right. So, I mean, it is his gig, right? Right. I mean, so yeah, and he lives in Austin. I mean, he just. He's built he's built his life, I think, that a lot of people don't like him, but I think um I do think that Joe Rogan is a, a person that not necessarily people should look up to, but he does exactly what he wants to do whenever he wants to do it. And he does it his way and he doesn't care um about really any outside perspective of him or or anything, uh, but he doesn't do it maliciously or anything like no, that. No, he. But I mean, like people but, think that he's like an alt right guy, and he's really not. He's probably closer to a liberal than he is a conservative. But he just really kind of rides the lines on a lot of things, and he doesn't like government overreach, which a lot of people, right? You can go on and on, but I think if you look at somebody like he really built his life to how he wants to do it, and he just signed a. Hundred million dollar deal to have conversations with people. It's no different than influencers on on Instagram or whatever. They're all over the world and they make tens of thousands to millions of dollars a year. Right, being influencers. And for me, at fifty nine, I I would have never. I I mean, I still don't understand it to be honest with you. But I mean, it's like. You don't work, and, yeah. and that's not fair. But because I grew up, work meant actually punching a time clock and, right. and physically working. It wasn't sitting down on and giving your opinions. And so, that being said, I mean, there's so many opportunities out there. Yeah, no. go do what you want to do. Hundred percent. That's what we preach here. Uh, last thing before we wrap up on a Tuesday, uh, we're down to the final four. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? What do you think the matchup will be, and who's going to win? That's interesting because I, I'm not a big Baltimore fan because I'm a Steelers fan, and that's probably unfair, but it's just true. Yeah. Uh, you and Jack Heinrich. And, uh, but I will give them props. I think that they're a very good team. Mm -hmm. They are. I think they're vulnerable too, but uh, I, and I've never kind of been against uh, San Francisco. I think it will be a San Francisco and, and, uh, and uh, Baltimore deal. I, I, so you've read the script. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I if I had my choice, I would put Detroit and I would put Kansas City and I'd put Kansas City to win it. Um, obviously Detroit because they've never been in a Super Bowl. Yeah, I I would want that for them. Um, I just don't think they can go into what used to be Candlestick. I don't know what they call their stadium. Levi's. Okay, um, I don't think they can go into that deal and and I don't think they can. They stand a chance against that defense. That it's just too too good, and uh, obviously on the offensive side, uh, San Francisco is good enough to get the job done. I don't think they're great, but I think they're good enough. They've got arguably the best running back or all-purpose player playing football uh, right now. Captain of the white team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know anything about that until. You told me the other day, <laughs> which is wild. Anyway, um, and, and I, I, I just think that I don't think Detroit can do it. And honestly, Kansas City, they, they do find ways to get her done. It's just crazy when they. You said it uh, when we were watching the game. Once they get rolling, it's just like 
unstoppable machine. It, it's unreal. They it's four to seven yards at pop, least. Pop, 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 pop uh, every time. So I mean, there's no guarantees there, but it just Baltimore is tough at home, and so it'll be. I would like to see Kansas City and Detroit, and and then Kansas City win it because I just I like Kansas City. I I like what they do. Um, yeah. But I don't think that's what's going to happen. I, I I think I think Baltimore is going to end up winning it. Um. Yeah. It's Pat Mahomes' sixth straight AFC Championship game, which is unbelievable, freaking crazy to say out loud. Right now he's three and two in AFC Championship games. List last weekend was his first ever road playoff game, which is crazy to think the guy's never played on the road yet. And the he said I listened to a thing today. He's like, you know, we have played on the road before. A lot of people don't remember the Super Bowl we lost to Tampa Bay was in Tampa Bay. He's like that was a road game, which is a very That's good fair. point. I mean that you That's the fair. the biggest game too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was Tampa Bay's first home game of that whole postseason. So. Um, Isn't that wild? Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I I do truly think that it'll be a Chiefs Niners Super Bowl, um, and then from there you give those two coaches two weeks to match up. Um, I just, I mean, it's fun to watch those offenses. Um, I don't. I mean, I I would not be surprised if any of the four teams won this weekend. To be honest. No. Uh, but I think San Francisco is just loaded with all pros uh, across the board. They have some of the best in the world at a lot of positions, and that's crazy to think about. A lot of teams maybe have one, like the Vikings. You can say like, yeah, they have one. Justin Jefferson, best or in the world, or a couple, but not not yeah. Because but then you go to the you, you go to Kansas Daniel City, Hunter or you go or to but yeah, you go to uh, San Francisco and. They got McCaffrey and Kittle and Debo and Trent Williams. And then you go to the defensive side of the ball. Got Eric Armstead. And they got, obviously, Nick Bosa. And that D-line is so deep. And then Fred Warner is probably the most, one of the most underrated guys. And Traverius Ward is an all-pro this year and top corner. And they're just freaking stacked, um, which is cool. And, and some of their backups would be starters anywhere else. Yeah, no, probably. Well, maybe not anywhere else. But I mean, a lot that's of probably places. An exagger- exaggeration, but yeah, they're. I mean, they're just they're that deep. I I agree. And and Kyle Shanahan is a, a fantastic coach. Uh, I, I think the four coaches that are are in the final four. Um, obviously, Dan Campbell's got the least experience in this yeah. realm. Yeah. Um, but uh, you, you talk, they're, they're all, they're all pretty much different. They're very different. You know, if you think about it, because Dan Campbell is tough, yeah. doesn't care, just tough. Yeah. And we'll just beat the hell out of you and, and go forward. So, uh, yeah, it, it'll be, it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. I think it's great for the NFL. I am super happy that it's not peacock exclusive uh i think it's paramount plus but it's not exclusive it's gonna be on paramount plus i think yeah i think so super bowl's on paramount plus but it's gonna be on also on cbs yes oh i think it's cbs it is cbs so you get to listen to tony romo yeah just tough break uh even this morning on nfl radio when i was out in the bell for work for a little bit tony white or no not tony white uh charlie weiss the old oc He's on the uh, for the Patriots. He's on in the mornings, and he was sure ripping Tony apart. Oh my god, it was hilarious. I wish I would have recorded it. I'm sure I could find it, but boy, was he shitting on him. He's like, I just want this guy to let me watch the game. I don't need his. Well, I don't know. <laughs> and this is the biggest play of the year. Yeah. And now this is the biggest play of the year. Yeah. And wait a minute. Now this is the biggest play. It's terrible. He's gone it's down. Like he had quick. one phrase and he could not let it go. No, he couldn't. I like Tony Romo generally, but it, this last one was too much. It was tough. It was tough to listen to on Sunday. Um, but no, I'm excited. I think it'll be uh, it'll be a good weekend of football coming up. I'm excited to listen to it or watch it, and it'll be a tough one to bet. Uh, yeah, I think early lines are. I mean, they're out. I think the the Lions are 
seven and a half point dogs, and I think the Chiefs are three point dogs. So essentially, anytime you get three, you kind of say three is the the home advantage. So um, really, they're saying it's kind of a coin flip in Baltimore, which I think is fair. Um, well, you can't. You just can't count out. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. I mean, Travis has kind of had a up and down year. He really hasn't done much. I mean, a standout tight end work this year. But once he got to the playoffs, I mean, I think he caught two touchdowns this last game. Yeah, he did. First touchdowns in a while. And so, I mean, he's kind of come to life at the right time. And yeah. And he's always been that kind of guy because I think that they broke the record between Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey as combined catches. They have now have the most TDs of any duel in in NFL history. In the playoffs, yeah. In the playoffs, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. One above Brady and Gronk now yeah. in counting, obviously. Unless Brady comes back and Plays for San Francisco next year. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. And then he gets Gronk to come back. And yeah, play I think and they're all uh, they're all pretty well done. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but yeah, I think they're done. So, well, he's got to be what forty five. Who, something. Tom? Yeah, yeah, forty maybe forty six. I don't know. He's pushing forty seven years old. But yeah, and you got to th- you can't out you can't count out Andy Reid. I mean, he is just. I mean, they say Bill Belichick's the greatest head coach, and if you just count up Super Bowls, that's probably true. But Andy Reid's close. Uh, I mean, he's only Andy Reid's got two Super Bowls. I know, Bowls. I, but I'm just talking on in, oh yeah uh, coaching in total wins. I think well, uh, not even total wins, but I mean, just being that kind yeah, that guy. No, I for think. sure. I think he's definitely one of the best of all time. There's no doubt about it. So, um, yeah, it'll be exciting. I I like I, I agree. It'll be fun. Very different styles across the board for sure. So yeah, it'll be. Who did you pick? Who do I think it's going to be? I think it's going to be Niners Chiefs. Do but to win uh, the Niners. I think they get their redemption. I think. Kyle Shanahan has a dark Super Bowl cloud hanging over him. It started when he was up 28-3 to as the OC um, on the Patriots, and Tom came back and won in overtime. And then when they lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and they were up in that game too, and uh, he's got a real dark cloud. And I think they've assembled a really good football team to to get it done. So uh, no Debo this week, though. So. Yeah, if they can get by Detroit, which I think they can, there's probably a pretty good chance. Yeah, but you then again, I I don't I don't know. I will I don't know that I, I'll pick a winner in any any of these four games. Like betting wise, I don't think I'll bet on anybody to win. Um, I'll just bet on things, you know. Yeah, prop spread bets. or whatever. Yeah. Not spread, but total points. Yeah, over unders or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's that. Well, Dad, thanks for doing this. Appreciate well, it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, always fun. Uh, thanks for letting me stay here. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for creating content. That's the rent. Rent has been paid. Stamp done. Uh, appreciate you all for listening. Please like, comment, share, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again, rate five stars, all that fun stuff. Be good, everybody. Oh, man, oh, man.